On this week's episode, I'm excited to share this interview I did with Kelly Cords of Central Minnesota's WJON radio station. I talked with her about what is the Feldenkrais Method, its benefits for seniors and future seniors, and what does taking a class look like. Welcome to the Expand Your Ability podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Schwinghammer. This show explores how we can continue to mature, become more capable and wise until the end of our days. All right, let's go right into the interview. Our next guest, I'm really interested in learning about what he has to say. His name is Jeffrey Schwinghammer. He's a certified Feldenkrais Method practitioner. I'd never heard of that before. And as a Feldenkrais teacher, he leads group classes and works with people one-on-one to help them move more gracefully with greater balance and strength while cultivating calm and confidence. And sometimes I think, wow, do I need this? You might too. Uh, He's the host of the Expand Your Ability podcast and the filmmaker behind the upcoming documentary about the Feldenkrais Method. Jeffrey, thank you for taking some time for us today. I really appreciate that you're here. Yes, uh, thank you, Kelly. It's good to be here. So what is the Feldenkrais Method? Am I saying it right in the first place? Yeah, yeah, you're saying it right. Uh, the Feldenkrais method. It's a it's a German last name. It's named after a man named Moshe Feldenkrais. And the work I'm thinking about how to describe the work today, and it's mindful movement classes that surprise you by revealing to you that you're much more capable than you think. That you can move with less tension, uh, with more ease and more grace. And thus, more strength, too. So really, this doesn't just have to be for seniors. This can be for anybody that kind of feels like maybe they've fallen behind the eight ball a little bit and not really been on a healthy path, haven't been moving much, and are going, gosh, you know what? I'm only 28 or 29 years old, and I don't think I'm taking care of myself enough. I don't know how to even get started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... This is a process that helps all people of all ages Mm -hmm. to learn more about themselves and to take care of themselves in a way that they they find that they like. And part of that is moving better. Uh, Part of that is feeling better through the process. Uh, Seniors are attracted to this work because it is so accessible that it doesn't require you to be particularly strong or particularly agile like a lot of other movement practices. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is very accessible um, and is focused more on paying attention to ourselves, becoming more aware of ourselves. Uh, Seniors tend to have less less flexibility. Uh, They have less mobility. They they have more aches and pains and they kind of are in a position to have to be more gentle with themselves. So they tend to be attracted to the work. But I say we should pay attention to ourselves while our the pains and aches that we have are quiet now Yeah. before they get loud later in life. Yep, I totally agree. So how how does this Feldenkrais method, how is it helpful for seniors? I guess we've kind of talked about some of it, but can you go into more detail? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so p- seniors and other people, they ha- there's a story that we have in our culture that something like as we age, you kind of expect yourself to just lose abilities, yeah. lose your capabilities over time, that 
Like, if you get injured, it, you can't ever recover as well as you did before that injury. Um, and then, like, it's just, it's kind of like, oh, I guess, put your hands up, what can I do about it? Yeah. And that's not quite true, um, that we can continue to learn and grow as we grow older. And so part of that is kind of changing how we think about ourselves. Uh, not, we don't, in the Feldenkrais method, we don't think of ourselves as an object, as something to be forced, on, forced upon or pulled or put into shape or fixed or any of that. Instead, we look at ourselves as something, as, as part of us, as, as a way to relate to ourselves in a more kind and more curious manner. Yeah. And so I, by using less force, we don't engage our old habits of resisting force, and then we're more amenable to change. And so the process in the Feldenkrais method is really first being curious, then asking questions, and then reducing the noise. Right? We, you know, classes t- tend to be more observant. We're working with questions, not repetitions. We're not. We're not trying to get in 10 reps and then forget about what we just did. Yeah. We pay attention to ourselves throughout the whole lesson, and we notice what changes emerge. And often they can be quite surprising. Yeah. You know, that people say, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks all the time. And I'm like, yes, you can. Old dogs can learn all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I've got an old dog. Her name is Gloria. So 100%. that means we can too. Yeah, exactly. And who, I mean, honestly, I know so many people... Um, well, well, we're all aging, but I know a lot of people that are my age or older that are constantly wanting to try new things, but we do sometimes have this mental block going, "Mm, I don't know. Even my dad has said to me, I used to have a motorcycle when I was 16. It was a Kawasaki 100 or something. And my nephew rebuilt my motorcycle and rides it today. Well, so now I'm in my Mm fifties and my dad's riding that motorcycle He's he's almost 80, and he comes up to me and says, you want to take it for a spin? And I automatically say, I don't know if I can do that anymore. And my dad is in, mm. you know, he's almost 80. He's he's riding it. Why couldn't I be riding that? Just because I haven't been on it for a while. But those are the kind of things we tell ourselves that, um, you know, you just can't because now you're here. And what if you fall? You know, it's kind of uh, a bad way to put your mind in. You know, a bad mindset. So... Um, all right, so this is helpful for seniors for a number of reasons. Uh, it's not just uh, the physical side. It's building your confidence that you should have as you get older. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I, I liked your story there about um, the, the stories that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Right. That, and, and I think that can be so almost invisible, so sneaky in our experience that we begin to wall off our own possibilities our own potentials. And, and part of that is that it's, it's the nature of habits because most of our habits are actually quite invisible to us. Oh, that's uh, we, true. we get up in the morning, we walk, we, we run, we do all these activities, and we kind of don't really know how we do these movements. We just have these habits that allow us to live, that allow us to speak, and, and part of those habits are ways of thinking ways of relating to other people, and all this, you know, really stems from how we grew up as kids. And so the lessons we learned in the past stay with us until we can become aware of them, and then we can be, be able to gently question them and then begin to rewire these old ingrained habits. 
that constrain our thinking and our movement. Yeah. So how do you go about doing this? I mean, can you walk us like through what a first class or experience would be like? Yeah. So in the Feldenkrais method, there's like hundreds of lessons. Like uh, Dr. Moshe Feldenkrais, he was a, a, a judo black belt. He was a physicist. He was uh, into engineering and mechanics. And he took all of his life experience and created all these lessons that help people move in different ways, using the whole body in all the infinite ways. Our 200-some bones and our 600 muscles can relate into all these infinite movements. So each lesson is, can be very different from the one that came before yeah. and also related in some ways. Like How- as you continue to be in this work, you begin to see all the connections. And so generally a class begins with some sort of observation, some sort of reference movement. Often it's, how are we in standing? How are we over our feet? Uh, How is our balance? How is our ability to turn and look at these fundamental functional movements? Uh, Could be walking too, could be reaching. And then you kind of bookmark that. Okay, that's how we are now. Mm-hmm. just as we are. We don't have to judge that. Then um, the lesson is often on the floor. Sometimes it's in sitting, sometimes it's in standing, but often we use the floor. And the, the lesson unfolds through a series of movement direction guides. So I'll offer that to students. It's like, okay, please, if you would, make a movement like this. And okay. then by doing it a number of times with attention, we begin to realize all the parts of our body that are in that movement. It could be something simple like lifting your foot. It could be something like reaching with your hand. And we realize it's not just the hand that moves, it's the arm, the yeah. shoulder, the chest, the body. And then we add in all these variations. We add in all these other, well, what about this? What about that? And then... You know, I have an intention to create a more and more larger, more comprehensive image of movement for the students. But it's the students' own exploration that guides them there because they all have unique individual histories. Everyone is an individual in terms of, like, what they've experienced, the injuries they've had, the, the stories that they've learned. And so it's a space that each person can be an individual relating to themselves in a new way. But okay. then by the end of the lesson, the instruction in such a way that we can all kind of come to some new understanding of ourselves. And that often leads to uh, a better balance, uh, feeling taller, feeling more centered, uh, feeling lighter, all sorts of things. Okay. Now you, um, you teach at the Whitney Senior Center a couple times a week, right? That's right. I teach on Wednesdays and Fridays. Okay, Wednesdays and Fridays. So people say, I would like to, to you know, explore this. Do they have to wait for a certain time to jump in, or do they just, any time is okay, or do you have a certain number of people, or is it all online? How does that work? Yeah, so it's in person. Uh, it's Wednesdays at one fifteen, Fridays at 12.15. Uh, I recommend people go uh, reach out to the Whitney Senior Center about signing up. Currently, all of these classes are drop-in. They are... Um, each, each class is, you can approach it 
as your first time. I will bring you in. I will give you what you need to know during that class if you're new. And then I'm also trying to connect lessons that, you know, each week and each month that like, the lessons flow into each other, that you're also rewarded by continuing to explore. You see these patterns as they, as they unfold from lesson to lesson. Okay. I would love to ask you, and I know that you have a podcast. It's called Expand Your Ability. And I think it sounds really, really interesting. How did you ever get started um, doing this in the first place? Started with the podcast specifically? Or oh, no, the just Feldenkrais with, work? Yeah, with the Feldenkrais work. Yeah, so I came to Feldenkrais out of my own need. Um, ever since being a teenager, I felt kind of awkward. I felt very tense. Uh, actually, my voice was very uh, just tense and kind of constrained. Oh. And it really affected me. It really it was really difficult to be with. And I was, something's off. I'm not, you know, I was in, I was in, high, uh, I was in swim, swimming team and the cross country. And I wasn't as fast or as capable as the other kids. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I'm trying as hard, but it's not, not working. And, and I don't know what I did to create all this tension. And so I, I had to explore. Yeah. And I eventually came across the Feldenkrais method, and I read uh, Moshe Feldenkrais' Awareness Through Movement, one of his uh, big books on the work. And just the way he described how we grow up as kids, how we learn to behave, and our, our own relationship with movement and efforting and habits, like it just all spoke to me. And I was like, there's something here. Yeah. And and that's that's kind of how I got into it. So how old were you when you just started discovering like, oh, I'm so glad that I was able to do this? Because this sounds so familiar to me. I tried everything and we've kind of made fun of it. I mean, I tried sports in school and I always said, yeah. I, my dad would laugh and laugh and it's we try to make fun of it. But I took out, tried to do swimming and would try to swim, keep up yeah. with everybody. He said, she had this long, lean body, but she would swim and swim in the same place and never get anywhere. And that's really how I was with running <laughs> and swimming. I tried, but I think I was, I was trying so hard. I don't know if people thought I wasn't, but I was trying so hard and I just was not moving. <laughs> Right, right. And and that's that's the thing. We can try so hard and if we don't move in a particular efficient way, we're expending all that energy for nothing. It it yeah. actually works against us. Yeah. And that's why we get that's the wear and wear and tear that we get as we grow older is all that way we effort that's inefficient for our mechanical functional bodies. Huh. And so more effort doesn't mean better results, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Calibrated uh, effort does lead to better results. Uh, but uh, in terms of when, uh, how old was I? I mean, I was a teenager wrestling with these uh, into my 20s. Um, I think it was in my early 20s I came across the book, and then it's been this um, zigzag continued exploration until about five years ago where I was like, you know, I want to go all in on this. This seems so helpful. Yeah. So that's when I started my training program. I just think it's wonderful. I'm glad that you did. I, I know that you yeah. have a website to learn.expandyourability.com where people can really go there and learn more uh, because it sounds really interesting. It feels like everybody can go, okay, I have something I can learn from this or maybe this is where I'm at and this sounds like the way for me to get to the next point. Absolutely. My goal with the podcast is to introduce uh, the Feldenkrais Method 
to everyone that like th- these ideas are so uh, paradigm shifting mm-hmm. that they take some time to understand. They take some context, and it takes takes a little bit of like pondering and thinking about and reflecting on your own experience. So I hope to offer that with the podcast. Is okay. come on in, check this out, see how it could be helpful for you. So from a, from your perspective, since you know something you've been exploring, if somebody comes in this. How much time do they need to give it to get started? Like, how long would a session or a class last? Right, right. So a class is generally about an hour. Um, one-on-one sessions are generally about an hour. But in terms of really giving the work a fair trial, I would say go to uh, six to ten classes mm-hmm. because then you can start to see the breadth of movement possibilities. You, you begin to see what can all the different ways you can feel at the end of a lesson, all the different ways you can sense yourself, because it is so different than how we normally think. Yeah. It actually takes some time to like, okay, what, what is this? Yeah. And, and, and to see those patterns unfold. All right. Well, Jeffrey, this was a blast having you on the show. Again, the classes that you're offering at the Whitney Senior Center are Wednesdays at one fifteen, Fridays at 12.15. Just contact the Whitney Senior Center to learn more. Yes, that's right. And if you would like to learn more on your own, uh, go to Jeffrey's website, expandyourability.com. It's very interesting, and you can check it out. All right, that was the interview. It was a lot of fun for me. And I will admit, I was pretty nervous beforehand, but I thought it turned out great. It was really great practice for me to better and better describe the method and its benefits for seniors and all people. My goal is to inform as many people as I can that there is much more choice and ability available to them. Do you know someone that could benefit from these ideas? Please share this episode with them. What's one thing that stuck with you in this episode? I invite you to share it with a friend. Talking with others is a great way to forward our learning. If you want to learn more about the Feldenkrais Method, you can download my free guide, the nine surprising benefits of the Feldenkrais method, and you will find that link in the show notes. All right, my final question for you today is, what do you want for yourself as you age? Thank you for your attention.